Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the first Thought Police of the new year, 2024, hard to believe. Um, Kevin's here. Kevin, very good uh, afternoon to you. A very happy new year, Mike, although uh, we uh, wished each other a happy we new year. We did do that. Almost on the, st- on the uh, strike of 12 yes. midnight. Well, uh, in fact, on the strike of 12 midnight, on the 12th, yeah. several hours thereafter. But um, I should say as well, apologies still for my slightly dodgy sounding throat. Um, which I still, which I had, which, which I had the last time we did a podcast, which was just before Christmas, yeah. um, because I've now had it for about two weeks. What do they say it is? They they think it's laryngitis, basically, which is which is effectively a virus, yeah. which you can't treat. Um, it's got to wait. You've yeah. just got to wait it out. There's nothing you can really take for it. I went to see a doctor, you know, last week, and she was just like, "I've had a look. There's no bacterial problem. There's no mm-hmm. infection." Um, you just need to um, rest your voice. And I went, well, I can't rest my fucking voice because that's what I do for a living. <laughs> you got a great job resting like, your voice. And she's like, well, can you rest your voice until you go back to work? And I said, well, I can try, but it's not very easy. <laughs> you know, I'm not known for being quiet. Shine reserved. That's yeah, well, thing. the one th- good thing you've got is you're not on Jeffrey Epstein's list of shame. Well, Although not a lot so of far. people in America are pissed off that they're not on I know. Because it's like, if you're not on Epstein's list, you're nobody. Because also, I think the problem that people, people have with this list is they assume, like the usual hysterical Twitter maniacs, that if you're on this list, you must be a paedophile. Actually, no, you might be on the list for all sorts of reasons. Because yeah. one of the things that Jeffrey Epstein did, and this is like, you might remember this old movie, The Butterfly Collector, um, he collected people. Yeah. His yeah. whole fucking way of life was about collecting powerful people, interesting people, so that he could use them in some way for his own benefit, right? Yeah. I think that in many ways, Jeffrey Epstein was a brilliant man. He was apparently yeah. extremely good at financing. And yeah. The reason he managed to gather around him this increasing coterie of the rich, famous and powerful was that he uh, would get into their company, he'd right. organise meeting them and say, you know, you're worth 20 million, give it to me, I'll turn it into 40 yeah. million tomorrow, right. and he'd go off and do it and make friends yeah. for life. I mean, there are an awful lot of questions about how he got his money originally, because oh, apparently kind of weird, when it? he worked at Bear Stearns, he basically ripped off a load of people, mm. including some of the people who worked there, and he was very good at kind of, but he was like many of these kind of psychopaths, he was very good mm. at taking over somebody, um, making them trust him, letting them give him a load of money, and off he went, and suddenly he, he became a very powerful guy, but it also shows you, I think, how, how fucking shallow and sorrowful some of these famous people are, you know, like the likes of Bill Clinton and lots of politicians who love to be with rich people, yeah. who love to spend time with rich people. Oh, have you got a private jet? Great. I mean, look at Prince Harry. Prince Harry would love anyone with a private jet if they'd lend it to him. Yeah, and uh, of course, his uncle, Prince Andrew, 
Uh, very much so liked a private jet when it was offered to him, uh, especially by Jeffrey Epstein. Mm. And the point about these, uh, this list that has been released, it's been around since 2014, sealed, yes, uh, courtroom sealed, unsealed now. The point about it is people say, oh, well, Prince Andrew will be on it, but it won't take the story on. Well, it fucking does, yeah. because you've got uh, someone called Jane Doe 3, yes. uh, who says that Prince Andrew had sex with her... Uh, in three different places around the world right. when she was underage. Right. That takes it on. Doesn't that mean that she, that person, though, could be Virginia? Well, Giffrey. very much so. That's what people are speculating, but you can't sort of say it definitively. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, the, the whole point about underage sex is, uh, uh, with, with reference to Prince Andrew and Virginia Giffray, was the age of consent thing yeah. was always a grey area because the age of consent in... Uh, London is 16. Yeah. The age of consent, I think, in New York is 17. Well, the age 18, of consent... I think. Is, no, I think it's 18. Is it 18? Yeah, so. Well, oh, that's why it's, it's Florida yeah. is 17. In yeah. other words, uh, it never quite was definitively said that he had sex with an underage girl. Yeah. Now, Jane Doe 3, who a lot of people are thinking is Virginia Gaffrey, yeah. uh, says, I was underage when yeah. he had sex with me in three different places. Right. And I think that would be not a big surprise to anyone who's yeah. followed the Prince Andrew story. I mean, it's very difficult to, to defend Prince Andrew, but I have had already several conversations with people going, he's a paedophile, he's a paedophile. I, I mean, I know that that's not... Um, something that you can defend him doing, and he shouldn't have done it if it's tr- it turns out that he didn't do it. Um, but it doesn't make him a paedophile, in my view. But, I mean, clearly there's an awful lot of people who like shagging young women. Yeah, well, I mean, that was Bill, Clinton, that. Bill Clinton, there was a note yeah. uh, on his file, if you like, yeah. at Jeffrey Epstein's office, Bill likes them young. Right. Simple as that. Right. And uh, you're right. I mean, the, uh, far be it from us to knock down what is a really, journalistically speaking, a great story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just because you're on that list doesn't mean to say you were fucking 12-year-old no. girls by any means. No. A lot of people on that list would have maybe taken an invitation for him, from him to get on his plane and go to that island, have some nice dinner, swim in the sea right. and all that. Yeah. doesn't necessarily mean no. you're guilty. Of well, I mean, I was listening to your show earlier today yeah. and people talk about philanthropy and a lot of the things that Bill Clinton and he did together yeah. you know get yourself a foundation find yourself a wealthy yeah. benefactor get on a private jet go to Africa save some lives yeah. have some pictures taken Bob's your uncle um, and later you get accused of being a paedophile yeah and these are the people uh, these kind of uh, Jeffrey Epstein type characters these are the people who believe that charity uh, must not only be done it must be seen yes. to be done so they're very noisy right. about it and as I said on uh, the, on uh, Talk TV earlier this week uh, you know like you I've got a lot of experience in journalism one thing I've fucking learned mm. over the decades is this never trust someone who's noisy about yes. charity never yes. ever trust them right and also in any situation like that when you've got very wealthy people there's always something seedy going on yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever met anybody who's been incredibly wealthy who hasn't had something slightly iffy mm. going on about yeah, them yeah. you know because they can have anything they want you know I once went and did a story in um, Memphis with this guy um, who was a self-made millionaire, had his own private jet, funnily enough, and it was somewhere down near Nashville. Mm-hmm. And he decided to start up this new, what he thought was going to be the new craze. And it was basically um, horses um, with automated robot jockeys. 
And so he built this entire <laughs> sort of um, he built this entire gap in the market, mini <laughs> stadium. Well, you know how in America, horse racing, actually, that's it's, a, it's quite hard I get to that. do. I get that. But so he built this whole fucking business, right? Um, and he was loaded beyond. I can't remember where he got his money from. Um, but it was quite fun. We went there, and in loads of crowds of people, and these little mini horses oh. running around. Oh, with, right, okay. And you could control the, the jockey because it was like a robot, which was controlling the horse. Now, we went and did the story. <coughs> I decided to go back to New York. Um, and the photographer I was with said, uh, he wants us to go. He's going on a jolly down to New Orleans. He's offering to take us. And I said, what do you mean? He went, well, he wants us basically to come on his private jet. He's going to hire a few hookers, and we're all going to go on a fucking long weekend down to New Orleans. What do you think? Do you fancy it? And I went, um, no, actually. Yeah. I mean, but I thought about it for a minute. That way danger right? lies. Exactly right. And I thought, this is how these guys do Because then suddenly you're in their debt. Suddenly you're a friendly fucking guy in the media. Suddenly they want something. Suddenly something happens. You know, that's how it works. And, and the, and the, the only way the, to stay away from it is to not have anything to fucking do with them. And was the photographer someone who used the word cocksucker a lot by any chance? It was him, and yeah. he didn't go either in the end. <laughs> <Go you know. laughs> much to much his great regret knowing think, him. We won't was, name him. No, that's because they weren't offering him any by the way, drugs. By the way, what I'm I was... <laughs> What I was saying that earlier about... sealed the deal. So who's the noisiest person about charity you ever heard? <coughs> I'll tell you, his name was Jimmy Savile. Yes, See what I'm saying? Exactly right. And every time you tried to... I know this from being on various papers on Fleet Street. Every time... Uh, you know, a lot of newspapers mm. knew about this yeah. guy. Uh, they didn't realise quite the extent of Savile's crimes. Uh, but they, you know, every fucking couple of weeks, Savile yeah. would crop up. He's done this, he's done this. And every time you went to Savile's people and said, we've got this right. scandal story, the lawyers would come yeah. back saying, oh, please, you can't publish this story because A, it's not true, that was a lie. Right. And B, you'll ruin Mr. Savile's charity yes. work. They use it as yeah. a fucking they defense. And, and also, they, and, and he had very good lawyers. And yeah. the, pro the problem, and you, you'll have known this as, as I did, you know, I came across several Jimmy Savile stories and the problem was was the people telling the stories were always pretty much vulnerable people, whether they were young women yeah, or families yeah. who had young women and young boys who'd been assaulted by them. And so they weren't always very credible witnesses. And you knew that if you ended up going to court, they'd be fucking destroyed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was why newspapers, to a large extent, backed off. Because they went, you know, we can't prove it. It's his word against theirs. He's a national icon. You know, friends in high yeah. places and all that. How the fuck are we going to win this? Yeah. Uh, no, exactly. And here's another thing that, I, that I've been talking about uh, on this story, and you'll recognise it. So a lot of people on this side of the Atlantic, with Jeffrey Epstein and all that, they're going, look at this fucking list. 950 pages. Yeah. Uh, it's been around, you know, okay, it's been sealed for the public, but mm. the FBI could have got it. Uh, it's been there since 2014, and the FBI have done the square root of fuck all, apart from uh, getting Ghislaine Maxwell in the shit. She clearly fully deserved it. Yeah. Uh, but all the other rich and powerful people on that list, why did the FBI not touch them? Mm. Because in America, they respect... Uh, wealth and power. If you've made a billion dollars, they don't really care how you fucking made it. They yeah. go, well, that guy True. has to be respected. So it's about, so it, on this side of the Atlantic, on Brit in Britain, we love to fucking kick rich people off their pedestals. On Ameri in America, <coughs> they don't. They just no, don't. But it's also not just about that. I think the FBI probably were a little bit frightened of some of these people too. Because again, if they're very yep. wealthy and very powerful, yep. they've got very rich friends. And if you're an FBI uh, investigator, you can get your fucking job mm -hmm. taken off you yeah. if you're investigating the wrong person. Yeah. And I think there's a bit of that going on as well. Yeah, no, no, absolutely, yeah. I mean, it, 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 people make the... You, you and I, people like you and I know this, but people make the mistake 
of thinking because we speak uh, the same language and because culturally there are lots of different uh, things in which we're pretty much the same, that we're the, exactly the same as Americans. We're fucking not. No. There's a big difference. No. So what do you think happens now then? Because all of these names, people will pour over them. I mean, according to the stuff I'm reading literally right now in front of me, um, loads and loads of these well-known figures' names are going to come out. There's still some which are redacted, yeah, yeah. which are going to come out, I think, on the 22nd of yeah. January or something like that. But there's high-profile names which include um, Prince Andrew, Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, Al Gore, Kevin Spacey, Stephen Hawking, all included in evidence files. Donald Trump, funnily enough, has already been more or less cleared. Is this this kind of exonerates Yeah, that he didn't really do anything at all. But also Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Blanchett, Cameron Diaz, Bruce Willis, Naomi Campbell... Um, none have been accused of any involvement, but they just like hanging around, don't they, with rich people? Yeah, that's what happens. This is the rich person's world, mm. you know. They're all flying around with each other, going to flash restaurants, flash hotels, private jets. This is what happens behind the scenes. And people like Jeffrey Epstein, they kind of, uh, what's the word, uh, glorify yeah. themselves by getting to hang around with Leonardo DiCaprio, right. uh, Prince Andrew, right. Bill Clinton. That's what he did. And right. he did it, you know, obviously he's a piece of shit, but uh, he did that right. with consummate but skill. But Wall Street was always like that. You know, my sister worked at Wall Street for a long time, and they used to have this thing every year called the Robin Hood Dinner, which was basically a big charitable event, always mm. held in a massive, massive ballroom in a New York hotel. And they would get people like The Who, Elton John, fucking U2 to play yeah. at this do, yeah, yeah, which yeah. was a black tie dinner, which you couldn't buy a ticket for. Mm. You only had to be a member of one of the big Wall Street firms. And they would spend absolutely yeah, millions yeah. and millions of dollars. And they would invite celebrities who would sit at the tables. They would all go happily. God knows what fucking went on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, don't forget, uh, you know, that's the thing about all these superstars. I mean, these superstar pop singers mm. and that rock band. I mean, they do weddings. Yeah. And if you give them a couple of million, yeah. they'll turn up. And well, yeah. And the kids, Saudis will, you know, yeah. get you over there, won't they? I mean, yeah. famously, Rod Stewart said he wouldn't do it. Yeah. There's so many of them, like Beyonce. I remember going to travel for going to do a show in Qatar. Yeah, and right. all of her gay supporters were like, oh, that's a bit much. Mm. Yeah. They supported LGBT uh, yeah, until I got offered two million. For yeah, yeah, yeah. Two hour concert. Just put that on the back burner for now. I'll just take the fucking yeah. money and run. A bit like Jordan Henderson. Yeah. Well, I'll see what I can do about the rainbow laces. You yeah, know? yeah. I'm going to go play in Saudi Arabia for seven hundred thousand pounds a week. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, well, should we talk about the most ludicrous fucking story I've ever heard? Uh, well, that's well, not, that's my exaggeration. But this is but up, today. This is up there. Fucking Metropolitan Police, bunch of useless pricks, yes. uh, are officially investigating war crimes in Gaza. Why? They put po- posters all over airports. Have you seen yeah. anything going on in Gaza? What the fuck has it got to do with them? No, absolutely fuck all. Uh, presumably, they're uh, people who advise them on such matters as how not to arrest anyone who's shouting from the river to the sea because it's okay. Yeah. Uh, and also, Islamic Jihad doesn't necessarily a mean point. a holy war. It must be the same people, presumably, saying to them, oh, you should kind of try and get some uh, some people coming out of Gaza so we can prosecute some Israelis. Yeah, but it's a, it's a, it's a fucking good point you're making there, Mike, yeah. because the actual uh, investigation is into, not into war crimes yeah. in Gaza, it's into Israeli yes. war crimes. Uh, they're not investigating potential war crimes by Palestinians, and never will, no. because they're the left-wing woke police who love Palestine and hate Israel. Yes. That's what left-wingers in this country do. Meanwhile, here's what they're doing. You might remember uh, over Christmas, Christmas Eve, in fact, there's an MP called Mike Freer, uh, who I think is an MP somewhere up near North Finchley. Uh-huh. He had um, part of his home set on fire 
because he's been very outspoken about Israel and defending Israel's attacks on Gaza and attacks on on Hamas. Um, They've also arrested these people for uh, a similar activity at a restaurant on the same night, which was a restaurant which was also targeted because it was run by Israelis. Um, But what they've said is, we are aware of local community concern about the incident, um, but we've carefully assessed the evidence that we can confirm it is not being treated as a hate crime. Despite the fact that the targets of both of these incidents were clearly targeted because of their connections to Jews. Fucking hell. So they're looking for fucking Israeli war criminals, but in North Finchley, they're not looking for people who are attacking yeah. Jewish people. But apparently, uh, Israeli leader um, Benjamin Netanyahu has been fairly relaxed about uh, his country, his predicament, etc., etc. But now that he's heard that the Met Police is on the case, he's shitting himself. Oh, yeah. Well, as I said to you earlier <laughs> in the day, the only <laughs> thing there is... Imagine these fat blobs turning up yeah, with yeah. their high-vis vests going, yeah. all right, uh, what's going on here then? Um, <laughs> No, we'll come on, it's a fucking missile coming out. Hello, hello, hello. We can do that missile for... Um, hello, hello, hello. What's speed all limit? this suicide bombing going on here? Yeah. And like uh, I said this morning, you know, like, like imagine a couple of cops, old colleagues meeting, well, where are you working now? And I'm on the Gaza squad. <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiots. It's unbelievable. Yeah, don't worry about crime back here. Nothing, well, London's no. completely cured London's fine. I mean, this is why uh, on New Year's Eve, Sadiq Khan was full of the joys of spring about how brilliant the fireworks were, but he neglected to mention the fact that a kid yeah. for the first time on the first day of the fucking new year has been stabbed to death in Primrose Hill which is a pretty nice area by the way I used to live there it's just down the road from where I, yeah, live. I know. go there all the time yeah. been to, to the fireworks that, that hit, the history of that park is they used to have their own display mm. on a, a, a new year then they sort of stopped that because they, then they turned it into an observation yeah. point where yeah, it's like one of the highest you can see London, a brilliant yeah. you can see the fireworks in central London brilliantly almost better yeah. than if you're there yeah yeah. Uh, and then there was so many crowds there, so much crowd trouble, that they closed the park entirely. Right. Now they've reopened it. Residents have been writing to Royal Parks and the police mm. saying something's going to fucking happen here right. unless you... No, nothing happened in, right. until that... Because there's some quite nasty little fucking council estates around there as well. Yeah, uh, but people come from all around. Yeah, yeah. And that poor kid died. Now something will fucking happen, yeah. I'll tell you. Well, I bet. Well, they'll probably just shut the park, won't they? Well, the yeah, which that. they did before and then right. mysteriously reopened it. Mm. But, uh, but, I mean, still we're waiting for... for but what an irony, as you say. What an irony. Yeah, we're still waiting for Sadiq Khan to say anything about it. Yeah, Today, well, his yeah. big announcement was that he's hoping to make... London, a Wi-Fi zone where you can just get Wi-Fi wherever you go. Brilliant. So you can get your phone out. I'm not the f- and just as you get it out to get your free Wi-Fi, you can be stabbed and have your phone nicked, <laughs> and that will be the end of you. Exactly. You know, it's exactly. a fucking point. It's you know, a, yeah. priorities. Absolute F- twat. Fucking. Uh, well, the mayor of London yeah. presents the most dangerous city <laughs> in the world. Yeah. Thanks, Sadiq. Come here at your peril if you can survive a week walking the streets. Good luck to you. But he, you you see, win a special prize. As was quite rightly said, to be serious about this, what 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 I despise about Sadiq Khan is, you know, he's just this sort of. All he does is appeal to the people who are going to vote. Yeah, he's got an inbuilt majority in London because. Uh, contrary to appearances, most people in London are poor, yeah. and this is one of the worst worst places in the world to be if you're yeah. poor. Yeah. He just speaks for them and just mm. say, oh, "Come on, I'll make your life better." He doesn't make their no. lives better, but they all vote for him because he's Labour. Yeah, exactly. Unbelievable. Speaking of Labour, um, it can't have escaped your notice that we've got a new voice on the political scene. Uh, his name is Sakir Starmer, and oh. um, this week he has unveiled 
his new plan. Oh, um, that. Now, I'm hoping you might be able to explain that what it fucking is. Fucking speak. Because I don't know what the fuck it is. But here's what he says. This year offers us the chance to change Britain's course. The future of Britain is in your hands. The power of the vote is in your control. And Labour will fight every day to earn it. What's that mean? What does that mean? It was a meaningless speech. Uh, uh, they called it. They called it Keir Starmer's message of hope. Yeah. Guess what the message of hope was? What? He I hope said, I get elected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I hope you're stupid enough to elect me. Uh, but uh, it, what it, a twat. It, yeah, his message of hope was this. Uh, quite rightly and probably politically dangerously. He said in this speech, look, the, the problem in this country is uh, it's not that people necessarily are di- disaffected with the Tories or anyone. They're disaffected, disillusioned with Westminster politics in, generally, in general. And then he said uh, Labour can offer a flicker of hope to make this... A flicker? A, a flicker no, that's of good. hope. Right. Great! Flicker Excellent. of hope. Brilliant. Before we carry on, I'm just, we're just going to take a little pause so we can have a word uh, from our friends at AG1 uh, who are sponsoring this podcast. Hey Kev, have you heard about AG1? It's a brand new way to achieve wellness and it's really simple to use. And after the Christmas and New Year we've had, might just be the ticket. AG1 is a daily nutrition supplement and it's empowering people to take ownership of their health. It's designed by scientists and it's a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. Just one scoop, once a day, one glass of water. It all takes less than a minute and the people at AG1 can help you with just how to get it working for you. It takes seconds to mix each morning, but it helps to support your brain, your heart, your energy, and even your immunity health as well. And if that's not a good new year resolution, I don't know what is. I've already introduced my family to it and they're loving it. It improves your focus when you've got a lot on and the B vitamin supports sustained energy throughout the day without the caffeine crash you get from coffee. AG1 is also your daily dose of vitamin C, zinc, functional mushrooms and more to support overall immune health. You'll find your mood balance improves and your stress levels are more manageable too. And you know that makes sense. I know you're going to try it out at home too, Kevin. In your case, it's going to be great because it's going to be good for your hair, for your nails, your skin and even for that heart of yours, which needs a little bit of help. Um, and also, you never know, uh, your other half might appreciate you better too. And in case you're wondering, we can tell you that AG1 is made from the highest quality ingredients under the strictest manufacturing standards, and it's certified for sports use as well, because it's been tested for over 280 banned substances. That's right. So in sport, you don't have to worry about using something that's going to get you into some kind of trouble. It's an effortless daily habit that you'll really thank yourself for getting involved in. And you can do it here, of course, with the Thought Police, because you know we're always here to help. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Here's what you do. You go to drinkag1.com forward slash thoughtspolice. That's drinkag1.com forward slash thought police. You know it makes sense. Check it out. Yeah, so luckily, um, not only Sakir Starmer's got a plan, but old uh, Rishi says he's not going to have an election until the, the autumn, right? It's going to be October, mm. would be my bet. Yes. As I think we, you Something know, to look forward I to. I mean, the weird thing is we have a deal with uh, America in so, as far as we can't, we, neither of us will stage uh, an election at the same right. time. So the American presidential election is in November. Right. So we are contractually required not to have our right. election in November. 
Well, she won't put it in December. He's got to have it by January. He yeah. won't do it in January. It's too cold he in can't, December, he can't, isn't it? He won't, well, he won't want to do it in December because he won't want to fuck people's Christmas up because that could be a vote loser. Yeah, right. So my bet will be October. October, yeah, definitely. I don't see why um, he wants to have an election at all. I'm surprised he doesn't try to find some way out of it. I was, doing, I was doing a program here, you know, the talk at uh, Talk yeah. TV. The, 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 there was a big debate, so all the panelists were required to say, "Well, when do you think the yeah, election yeah. will be?" So I defended. I said, "It'll be November." He <laughs> <laughs> said, "You cunt! It can't be November." <laughs> all right, October. Yeah. How's that? But, I mean, this is the time, isn't it, when everybody, everybody, and his uncle gets asked the same question: "When do you think it will be?" Yeah. It doesn't matter when you think it will be; yeah. it'll fucking be when it is. But it can't be November. Right. So my bet would be October. Uh, what's her name? Emily Thornbury was going around here. And everybody knows it's an open secret. There's going to be a spring election. No, no yeah. there isn't, Emily. It's not well, a fucking open secret because it ain't going to happen in a month of fucking Sundays. Well, that's something else that she's got massively wrong. Yeah. <laughs> she hasn't got anything right well, for Well, that's a long her time. hobby, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. things massively wrong. Absolutely. But what I've actually enjoyed um, watching over the last couple of days has been Richard Tice suddenly being embraced by mainstream media. Suddenly they're all interviewing him. You know, he had a big piece of the Times the other day. BBC are talking to him now, you know. And Tice must be loving it. Yeah. You know, he used to work with us. He now uh, works elsewhere. But, I mean, I think he's going to be quite an interesting character to watch in this next sort of six to nine I think, months. I think there's two things to watch about this election when it happens. So the real winner will be... Uh, People who don't turn up. The turnout yes. is going to be the story. Right. None of the I, above. I think it will be a, a really tiny turnout. Starmer is only going to get elected by default. Not I bet it's any, a tiny fucking majority yeah, as well. But, but not, not because anyone gives a fuck about Keir Starmer, yeah. but they've had enough of the useless mm. Tories. Yeah. Who basically can't get anything right. The other story will be uh, the percentage of the poll that uh, Reform UK get, yeah. which will be... So they're already at 10% and yeah. rising. Right. Uh, I think it was this time last year, they're only about 5%. Mm. But because of the way our electoral system is set up, it's pretty unlikely they'll take any seats. They probably won't. But the UKIP story all over again, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but the other thing is, is that every time that they were trailing um, or, or polling at sort of 10%, then there'd be a by-election. They'd only get about 3%. So we'll see what happens. But it'll be quite good fun to watch anyway. And what the Tories are terrified of, I mean, they're, they're pretty terrified about Reform UK generally because yeah. uh, Richard, uh, Richard Tice, friend of ours, by the way, uh, he said, uh, I'm not going to do a Farage because yeah. remember Farage did a deal yeah. with Cameron right. before in which he didn't field seats. Uh, they're all uh, terrified candidates. of Farage, aren't they? Yeah, well, that's the point. So uh, they, they, they say that if Farage re-enters the fray, uh, front line yeah. campaigning for a Reform UK, and by the way, he's the president of Reform right. UK, but he doesn't want to do front lines. So yeah. That that 10% they're tipped to get will go up to 14% mm. and may even tip them into getting a couple of seats yeah. here and there. Yeah. And that will be very interesting. Uh, and I think I can exclusively reveal because people say, well, will he come back? Has he got the energy or the. I could, I could tell he's coming back. Yeah. He's coming back. I'll tell you, I know. Yeah. I no, know. I think he will want to do something. Yeah. But the only thing that I know about Nigel, I don't know him as well as I used to. Um, of late, but I mean, he he was quite, I think, um, wary of the way that people actually did attack him in the street because they did, you know, because some of these nutty fucking lefties, you know, the guy threw the milkshake on him, but even even aside from that. People make jokes about Chucky Bashery. I mean, he's a a reviled Joe Brand, yeah, he's he's a reviled figure by these fucking lefties 
who wouldn't would not like to see him getting into yeah. any kind of position of power. And I think he worries about that. Yeah, uh, he's and he re- probably should. He's a re- reviled figure by people who literally do not understand <clears throat> that he speaks for millions of people in this fucking country. Mm. He's popular. Right. Look, he came third in I'm a Celeb. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Labour's ever. And he's a it, decent guy. Yeah. And then when Labour yeah. say, "Well, that's not that good. He could have come first. Yeah. It's not bad to come third. It proves he's popular. Well, he made the final of the fucking show. Fucking right. Which fucking is the point. Right. But yeah. all of these people who can't stand anyone who disagrees with them, you know, we get to take you now back to the junior doctors who have now become so reviled in this country because they are so fucking left-wing and so anti-Tory that this strike that they're having has got nothing to do with fucking the NHS and everything to do with them just being... But we're worth more money than we are being paid. And it's like, we'll go and do a different job then. If you want more money... If you don't give us more money, we'll all all go to Australia. Well, fuck off there, man, you cunts. Australia, where, by the way, they have an insurance-based health system, which is nothing like the NHS. So if they're sort of, you know, supposedly ideologically against selling off the NHS, why would they go to a place where they've already... Think about it, Mike. So you've got... uh, By the way, the junior doctors in Scotland have already settled for 12%. Right. Because... Sultans have settled for just under 13%. Yeah. The nurses have settled for uh, 5% plus a 1,500 one-off payment. Yeah. Uh, so the only people left in the medical arena who, mm. are, not, who are still on strike are these cunt junior doctors yeah. who are demanding 35%. Right. And when they, they won't budge. They'll never get it. But suppose they did get 35%. Right. Or suppose the government gives them, I don't know, 20 or 15. Well, they've already given them. all the others. They've already like, given them around about 10. Yeah. Which they've already got as, gi- a, as a pay rise. But right? you see what I mean? But mm. if they give them any more, if they gave them 35, the fucking consultants, the nurses, uh, and, the, and the junior doctors in Scotland, they'd all come out again. Yeah. they go, well, you're giving them 35. Yeah. What about us? Of course they would. They're never getting it. But they don't care. Mm. This is nothing to do with them wanting more mm. money. This is political. They want to fucking destabilise the Tories to get their beloved and Labour also, losers. And they've in. also now fucking refused 20 different requests to go back to work in certain hospitals, particularly in London, where they're struggling with they're the begging. AE departments. They're begging them where they're struggling with the cancer departments. They said that those would not be affected. Yeah, yeah. But they are being affected. Yeah. And thousands of people are not being able to go to the fucking doctor or go to hospital because these fucking selfish wankers are not interested in helping anyone. Yeah, do you know what those fuckers are doing they're killing patients it's as simple as that well they are People are dying because of this yeah. strike. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the hospitals, as you quite rightly said earlier this week, I mean, this is a sort of a heartbreak story. Yeah. The, the hospitals said, lots of hospitals said to the BMA, please, can you just let some of them yeah. come back to work because people right. are dying. What did the BMA say? Go fuck yourself. Yeah, they basically went, oh yeah, but you're not really trying to hire other it's people. It's like, give us a 35% yeah. and we'll go yeah. back. So their bargaining chip mm. is human life. Yes. Isn't that special? Isn't that special? Bunch and also, of cunts. they're these new entitled fuck-witted sort of 20 somethings yeah. who think, well, why should you get paid more than me? You're just a gobshite on the television. And I'm like, well, unfortunately, that's the way the world works. Yeah. You might as well say, why does fucking Ronaldo get more money than a yeah. doctor? Yeah. Because he fucking demands it and he deserves it because he commands that yeah. kind of salary. If you're a junior doctor, you don't know shit. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. if you, but if you do qualify to do a better job, you get well paid yeah. and they get 50 60, 70,000. Yeah. What the fuck's that? Yeah. And I'll tell you why I'm better paid than you, you little medical cunt, because I'm cleverer than you. <laughs> fucking wankers. Oh, yeah, but, this idea, no, got oh, he's a doctor, he must be really no, brilliant. But Bollocks. I trust, this is like all these fuckwits on, uh, on Twitter who go, oh, but I trust them because he's got a degree. Yeah. 
he's got a degree and he's a medical doctor, so he must be cleverer than you. I mean, you know, the absolute falsity of that kind have of you nonsense seen, have is you hilarious. Seen, have you seen the junior doctor's spokesman guy? Oh, yeah. You know, his name's the, Dr. Ben the, Lawrence. The four-eyed wanker. Yeah, yeah. And have you seen it? It's like, what are you going to do after you leave school, Sonny? Yeah. No, he looks like guy, he's about nine years this, old. This is the guy who bought for cash um, a half a million pound pound in Newham. Um, whose parents own multi-million pound company in which he has shares. And he actually got the gall to say that, you know, sometimes he and his colleagues struggle to eat. Go fuck yourself. They're just liars. Hypocritical liars. They're fucking liars. liars. And, you know, they get fucking good. But they they turn around to the the public, to the great British public, and they go, I mean, you know, all we get is 40,000 a year when we start. They don't even say that, though. What they say is, oh, I only get 15 pounds an hour. That's not true. One, it's not true. Two, why don't you tell us the actual figure... They don't tell you the actual figure because it's quite high yeah, yeah. and it's higher than the average money that anybody gets. And they will all get, if they're working in London, they get a 5,000 fucking um, bump for, yeah. uh, for having London waiting. They get paid extra money, double money if they work weekends, mm. if they work bank holidays, if they work unsocial hours. They all go, oh, but we have to work antisocial hours. Yeah, and you get paid double for it. Lots of people work antisocial hours. Fuck. You know, fuck you and fuck the BMA. Fuck, fuck. There's my fucking New Year message. Absolutely. Bloody good message. Fuck you, junior doctors, and fuck you, the pompously named British Medical Association. British Medical Association, my ass. It's the fucking left wing doctors shit union. It's the British Marxist Association. They're just a fucking bunch of lefties. That's all they are. Fuck off. Absolutely right. Now, finally, should we talk football? Because talk um, football. By the way, the, look, you've been to a couple of decent Fulham games recently. Fucking hell, man! Just uh, just before I saw you before New Year, Fulham beat Arsenal two one at Craven Cottage. Yeah. Not only did we beat and we pissed on them. Right. Uh, God knows Piers why, but we did. Yeah. Um, They've lost to West Ham and Fulham, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not looking good for them. Uh, but I think we should also. Um, uh, pay tribute to Luke Littler. Yes. The, uh, Luke the, the new, the 16 man, yeah. year old sensation. Yes. He caught a lot of flack for being the oldest 16 year old who ever lived. Right. Uh, but uh, what is an achievement? Though? And a fantastic, look- yeah, a fantastic kind of week that he's had. He's never going to forget it, is he? And I hope what happens is that he doesn't get forgotten because I was saying this last night uh, when I was on the air when he, when he didn't win um, because quite often these things come and go and then you forget about the guy who didn't win. You never remember who lost the cup final in 1973, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You remember who fucking won it. Yeah. Um, but I think he'll do all right because he's got he one of those characteristics. Well, they he? say he'll make 40 million quid. He'll yeah. become the richest darts player ever. Right. He's 60. Right. Well, he won 200,000 Yeah, he's won 200,000 already, and 16, he'll, he'll be the world champion maybe next year. But well, he's going to be the face certainly of, by the time he's, he's going to be the face of a pizza company in about two weeks' time, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. you know. well, this is his fucking diet, ham and egg, uh, ham and bacon, uh, ham and cheese omelette yeah. for breakfast, pizza for lunch, Donna, yeah. Donna for dinner. Well, he eats like every 16-year-old would eat if they didn't have their parents telling them yeah. what to eat. Yeah. Because he, do, he doesn't have to The funniest thing about this, literally people are saying... It's brilliant because uh, darts has uh, gained this whole new massive audience. By the way, darts is the second most. It's always uh, had a massive audience. Sport, yeah, it's uh, always had a massive audience. Foot Premier League yeah. football in the world. Yeah. But anyway, people say it's great because uh, Luke is encouraging a lot of kids to get away from their laptops and their computer right. games to play darts. <laughs> I'm not sure that is uh, like that great. And drink pints. <laughs> right. 
that it's good to get the kids away from their video games Funny games enough, I saw down a, the pub. I saw a great uh, old bit of footage of Jockey Wilson and somebody else Jockey playing. Jockey Wilson. Um, and as he was about to throw one of his darts, and the, the caption said, it's always been a game for gentlemen, because he gets he pulls a fag out of his top pocket, <laughs> sticks it in his mouth, and the guy he's playing against lights it for him, and then he throws the dart with a lit <laughs> cigarette in his hand. It's fucking brilliant. Game you know. for gentlemen. <laughs> I mean, those guys, Jockey Wilson, they should get through 10 pints yeah, in a game. Right. Uh, but, uh, but it's a great sport because... It's, 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 it's a very it's British a like sort football. of endeavour, it, isn't yeah, it? But, well, it's going global, but... But it's a working class sport. Right. No, but what I mean is it's a British endeavour because it's kind of people yeah, like it yeah. for the for the sake yeah. of it, actually for the event. They don't really care uh, that, that Luke The crowds are amazing. The crowds dress up, they go there, have a party. I'm told it's wonderful. I mean, it doesn't really appeal to me, but loads of people love it and they fucking... And apparently... Well, I, fa- I really fancy going. I've yeah. never been. It looks great. Yeah. Uh, the, and uh, apparently at the semi-final, there were seven Scooby-Doo's. Yeah. Anyway, last year, this is what I love about darts and the mm. and the incredible yeah. crowds. Is it is like so uh, anti woke? Yes. It's the last fat uh, bastion of old fashioned fuck woke right. Britain. And there's nobody uh, taking so the fucking, year, there's some, taking fucking so, knee. So last year, some bloke <laughs> turned up at the fucking tournament uh, uh, with blackface on right. as Diana Abbott. <laughs> <laughs> In this chat with I am a fuck with written right. all over. <laughs> you know, you just don't get that no. in tennis. Do they you? probably wouldn't let you into fucking football dressed like that. Never mind fucking yeah. anything else. You Apparently, know. Uh, this one um, uh, last night, uh, somebody turned up. There's this thing uh, in football. Yeah. You know, so, so Ali Pally's in North. Alex Palace is in North. Yeah. Where the event is. So there's a lot of Spurs and Arsenal fans going there. So somebody turned up with a fucking great banner saying, North London is white. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? <laughs> Got the banner taken off. Yeah, that might be the But it was only a far. reference to Spurs playing in white. Yes, uh, of course. Absolutely right. Well, it could have been worse if it was Spurs. Well, anyway, that's the first um, uh, thought police for the year. We have decided... We're going to um, do a show, aren't we? We're going to do a January. show. We're going to try and find a, a room at the end of January or early February. We'll have to try and figure out a date. Um, but we're going to do a live show. It'll be in London, I'm afraid. But we will let you know. And if you're on Patreon, you'll find out how to get tickets before everybody else. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so definitely. We yeah. We're definitely so uh, want to see you all we'll, when we uh, we'll see you all get when back see on you. the stage. Yeah, we get back on the stage. Until then, you can go it. fuck yourselves, yeah, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Bunch of fucking twats. <laughs> see you later. Cunts.
Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.